music. We need some music. Hey guys. Hola amigos. This is going to happen a lot. <laughs> we don't have any walk-up music today. No, Sorry. No, totally not planned. We do have beers at 3.30. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dry Hopped India Pale Ale with Saccharimus Cerevisiae. The Red Hook IPA. I love Red Hook. It's good. Thank you, Red Hook, for sponsoring this event. Yeah. Please put your check in the mail. Address it to the Bonfire Brothers P.O. Box. <laughs> hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. Coming to you live from my kitchen. Yeah. Spring the, break time. Spring break time. Yeah. So hopefully there's a lot of you soaking up the sun, maybe not working this week, maybe trying to take it easy a little bit. Take it down into third gear. So, yeah. Thankful to be here. The weather's beautiful today. Your kids are not even in the same state, so you've got big plans tonight. Yep. So my in-laws are awesome. They came in on Sunday, Mm -hmm. picked up Anna and Molly, and took them up to the mountains and said, hey, why don't you and and Sarah have a day or two to yourself? And then the goal is to head up there at the end of this week and, and see the kids again. So, yeah. And where do they live? McDowell and or Monterey, Virginia, which is right there with the George Washington National Park. Okay. Um, it's basically in the armpit where West Virginia kind of tucks down and Virginia, so it's a Virginia address, but it's basically West Virginia. Because I said West Virginia earlier yeah. and you didn't correct me. Yeah, because it's almost West Virginia. The Can you see West Virginia from their deck? Uh, no. Okay. No. Because they've got a good spot. Like, I've seen pictures. It looks, uh, it looks awesome. It's pretty sexy. So, but yeah, we're an hour from Snowshoe, which is super convenient when it snows. Um, but it's great. It's great. Real nice. Can't wait to get up there. I'm a little nervous that we're not getting great volume on this. Okay, here we go. I think we're probably fine. Yeah. We're still working out the kinks. We're on episode... <laughs> 20. 20. <laughs> we're still trying to figure this out. We're still trying to figure this out. Or this is episode eight. Hey, Robin. We've had some great conversations. And so JP and I are thinking about how to take this from good to great. Maybe take this from three listeners to 10. Yes. And, you know, an idea that we kicked around, which I think a lot of people, I, I see a couple people around town do it pretty well, but is, um, you know, bringing, like interviewing people, mm-hmm. interviewing small business owners, you know, friends, uh, whoever the case may be, somebody somebody relevant and local that can maybe maybe bring something good. So I think over the next couple of weeks, the Bonfire Brothers are going to really start to um, line up their well, their batting order. Yeah. I don't know, as far yeah, as yeah. interviewees. What do you think about that? I think it's a great idea, and I think we should also uh, make it beneficial for us, too. So every guest is required to bring their drink of choice. And that could be a Sprite. That could be a Red Hook. That could be a Pernicious. I hope it's Pernicious. Yeah. Bottle of water. Bottle of water. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. I think, first and foremost, we need to happen. We need to make this happen next week. Our first guest are the Box Wine Babes. Yes. We'll kick this off. It'll give us a good trial run of prepping interview questions, fitting three or four people around a microphone, volume. You know, it's our wives, so we can mess up and look dumb and they won't mind. They don't care. They see us looking dumb all the time. But it's going to have to be either at night, though, or on the weekend, at least for mine. mm, For Sarita. Challenging. 
That might be challenging. But that's okay. We'll have the kids in the background. They'll be screaming. Everybody will get to see that our lives really is a shit show, just like we've been describing it. Yeah. It isn't a perfect Instagram life, no matter how good we look, <laughs> no matter how flawless our, our podcast is. There will be no filters for that episode. Zero filters. We got a lot of people watching. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I hope the sound is good, both on the microphone and then also on Facebook Live. Um, hey, so... Food for thought. Your coworker Greg um, unearthed this podcast studio that you can rent. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So we have our microphones. I don't think we really want a studio, but there's such thing that exists. It's like a co-working space. You can go. They've got all the sound equipment, everything set up. Pay 15 bucks an hour and bring a little mini SD card and you go and record your jam. Did you know that Greg Angelo was a radio personality, I gather, in a past life? No. I'm almost certain he was because he sent me like a soundbite. And it was like him like introducing this show and like, this is Greg on WKPP. Thanks. To, like it was. Get out of here. It was professional stuff. All right. But I'm going to jump on with him. So I'm starting to build. Yep. You introduced me to Greg. And he's going to start to put out some content from a podcast perspective. So he's going to interview me just as a as a lender. Awesome. I told him we just kind of get on and screw around. Yeah. And he was asking me some questions. But the studio looks super cool. So I think I'm going to try to do that next week with him. 15 bucks. So all I mean, we need We'd is... only need to go in and bang out 30 minutes. Like, it'd be easy. So seven fifty, Maybe, in theory. <laughs> then that makes this wonderful microphone obsolete, which would be a waste. That's a shame. I say we just get more microphones. We could just get more microphones and more dongles. Yeah, microphones and dongles. Yeah, that's all the world needs. That'll be the show. That'll be the title of the show: microphones and dongles. <laughs> <laughs> I had this funny conversation uh, with my buddy Chris one time. My buddy Chris Gagner is equal parts Star Wars nut, shoe freak, like buyer and seller of all types of Nike, Jordans, Durants. He's a huge Roger Federer fan. Great golfer. Father of two. Um, aw- like just overall awesome dude. And we had this funny conversation one time about MacBooks and how you need to buy a port for all your dongles to plug your <laughs> shit into your MacBook. And it's just like, it was, it was, and he just, just the way he said dongle was the funniest thing in the world. So that's why, uh, that's why I brought that up. It's 100% true. And it's 100% true, right? I don't have a MacBook. You have a MacBook. It's 100% true. They have one, you know, especially the skinny ones now, the Airbooks, they, they have like maybe one or two USB ports. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do anything with that, you're having to plug in this sort of dongle that allows you to plug in your dongles. Yeah. So it's a dongle for the dongle so that you can have dongles. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. My, my, dog, my, dog, my dog didn't like the word dongle, so now I'm pulling his tail to get him to stop barking. What a great dog name. What, dongle? Dongle. Hey, this is my puppy dongle. Dude, you want to know a funny story about my dog before I put him outside to pasture for the rest of his life? <laughs> is, so my 17, my 17-month-old Hattie is starting to talk. She's starting to repeat words, and she's got all these expressions and emotions, and you can tell what she's talking about. She says a little bit of words here and there. 
So she says, so Nilla is my dog's name. And she knows how to say Nilla, but she doesn't say Nilla. She just points at him and yells it at the top of her lungs. So I go, I go, Hattie, I go, say Nilla. And she goes, Nilla! <laughs> Hattie, I go, Hattie, what's, say Nilla. Nilla! And my wife and I are just looking at each other like, I can't believe 18, almost 18 months of this girl's life. That's the only thing she's ever heard us say when we address our dog as we scream at him. But it's true, and we love him, and he was our first baby, and now he's just annoying and in the way. Hey, bud. So. Nella! That's hilarious. Kids say the darndest things. They do. It's amazing what they pick up one. So. Um, so on this show today, we're going to talk about dongles and my dog. No, I wanted to ask JP. So JP went to the Masters on Sunday... And for those of you that care about golf, you know what we're talking about. For those of you that don't care about golf, you probably know what happened yes. on Sunday. I didn't actually watch that much of it. I was very dialed into the tournament, but we served at church this weekend. And the early tea times really, Screw really screwed up my what was going to be a very lazy afternoon. Yeah. We were supposed to have thunderstorms all day. That didn't happen. Nope. We were supposed to have a final round teeing off at 2.30. That didn't happen. So I missed everything. I was in I was in church not watching that much, but I did watch the train wreck on 12. So your first time at Augusta, give us give us yes. a, give us your, your takeaways. Augusta was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if many of you have been to Myrtle Beach. I know a lot of us have. But driving into Augusta was the biggest letdown I think I've ever had. Because you envision all this just green and flowers and this grand entrance and no it's like you're driving down the strip at Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. and but a smaller scale on a very smaller scale like more depressing scale literally right when you pull into the Augusta uh, the path to go down there is like a national tire and battery at the top of the road and a, a, a Shoney's or something right next it's just a total letdown but anyways we get into the grounds and it's it's beautiful although it's super soppy and wet and the whole time we were there, it just smelled like dirty cat litter. And it just, the experience for the fan outside of the food and beverages and how cheap they are isn't the greatest at Augusta. Okay. That's the first I've heard that. At least from my Keep in mind, the only golf tournament experience I've had is going to the Wells Fargo every year yeah yeah and for for fans it's easy to walk that course it's fairly flat they do a good job there all the holes are below where all the pedestrian sand so you can be 10 15 feet deep but you're still everybody's got a view of who's shooting and what's happening Mm -hmm. at augusta all the holes are above so if you're not in the front or like halfway tall you're missing every shot yeah yeah so we yeah so we were following tiger which it just happened. We yeah. just we just got there. You like, also oh. know what you're signing up for at that point. Yes. So that's okay. So for the the first nine were great. We were able to see basically every shot that he took and just kind of it was super exciting to feel that. Going into the back, um, we realized that hey, we need to start being more strategic with where we're going to park ourselves as he comes through. Yeah, yeah. So the, the big thing about Augusta is you want to see Amen Corner. You want to see the Stone Bridge. You just want to be a part of that and put your eyes on that. Yeah. And, I mean, it was exactly what you would... It was beautiful. And you've been there, right? Yep, I've been there twice. Yeah. So, by the way, I'm not a baller and just have Sunday tickets laying in my back pocket whenever. I thank you, Kevin Du Bois, who 
got his tickets through work and I'm sorry Jessica that I jinxed you but their babysitter had to cancel at the last minute yeah and I uh, I totally took her spot so. so I've gone twice and I've probably been the third or fourth choice for both of the people that brought me which is okay <laughs> a couple people can't go and hey Mike like you kind of like golf right and I just like kill them to get in their car and yes. go but I've been twice Amen Corner's incredible the whole place is incredible Imagine for a second standing on 12 and it's such an open like tee box and it's almost surreal hitting into that green, which can't be more than a few yards deep. And it's really like wide, but really shallow. 158 yards. I think it was playing four of the final five people that rolled through that hole, put it in the water. Tiger was the only one to put it on the green. Yeah. And I've, I've stood at 12 and it's deceivingly, Hill, like hilly like it's almost like a downhill lie that you're hitting off of on the tee box over the water and um that was almost the only part of the final round that i actually witnessed i pulled up my phone i was eating lunch church was going on we were volunteering um the volunteers at elevation do a great job so like, I'm, I'm just eating lunch i'm engaged in the masters for probably 15 minutes and i saw all four of those water balls happen and as soon as molinari put it in the water I was like, yeah, this it's is over. no. I said, well, I said this is a new, this is a brand new tournament. Yes. And the thought flashed through me like, Tigers got these guys by the balls. Yeah. Like this feels like two thousand and one, where everybody knows how good Tiger is, and they just start falling one by one. Mm-hmm. And as good as Molinari is, I-, I thought he was gonna win it. I was telling my buddies, I was like, this guy could par his way, a boring par his way to victory. One mistake, one or two mistakes, that's all it takes. Going into Sunday, and even through the first nine, he had only had one bogey the entire time that, in that tournament. That's ridiculous. Somebody told me he had the lowest the lowest combined like last eight or ten rounds at majors going back to his win at the British. Like He's, he's good yeah, and very consistent and usually pretty unflappable. So to see him put it in the water, I think everybody in America probably had a little heart attack. Because the, the crazy part about Tiger, Tiger was very popular, I'm, I'm, and you probably are too, we're part of the Tiger Woods generation. Like, I don't really remember, nor did I care about golf, not because of Tiger, but I didn't know it really before Tiger. Like, fleeting memories memories when I was a kid of Greg Norman, but yeah, I started swinging a golf club just kind of casually in high school, and that was 98, 99, 2000. Well, and Tiger's like the biggest thing in America yeah. at that time. So I've never really known golf without him until everything happened. So um, I really wasn't rooting for him or against him, but I certainly understand and appreciate the magnitude of the moment. Yeah, it, it was super cool. And one of the best things I saw out there, somebody had their like bright red shirt on that said, make golf great again. And it had a picture of Tiger Woods on the front of it. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. And it was it's, it's 100% right because when – you have a polarizing figure like Tiger in the mix. Everybody tunes in and watches because they get excited about it. Yep. Think about golf without Tiger Woods. It was just it was golf. I mean, Jordan Spieth did. He's an incredible golfer, but mm-hmm. it it allowed the the so. the stretch that it's been since it was two thousand eight. I think it was the U.S. Open where he basically won it on one knee. Since oh eight, it's been injuries. Scandals, yeah, you know, back surgeries, knee surgeries, 
you know, him and, and the whole scandal thing. So to think that he, like, he's been off the grid for a long time. I think it's been a, is it 11 years. What's yeah. it, 2019? Yeah. yeah. 11 years between major victories. That's like, crazy. that's insane. And I remember him limping around the U.S. Open. Like, I was into that. So what's crazy is that that opened the door for your average golf fan, maybe like myself, to really like and invest in other people. Your Justin Thomases and your Dustin Johnsons and your Ricky Fowlers. And, and the golf, like, it's crazy. Without Tiger, it's... I don't think it's better, but it gives everybody else a shot. <laughs> it does. Right? Where pre-08, who, who was in the field that was challenging Tiger? It wasn't anybody. It was Phil, maybe. Maybe Mickelson. Maybe, maybe Phil. And you'd get one or two people here and there, but by and large, like they were kind of no names. Yeah. Where now, like the the field and these 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 really like these kids and these young men that aren't really scared of Tiger anymore mm-hmm. have been playing the tour without him. I wonder if the Tiger factor happened a little bit. Maybe, like maybe. holy I mean, crap! Like this old guy's playing good, and I've heard about this, and now like I'm gonna make a mental mistake or something. I don't yeah. know. It's good speculation. When, and it's impossible to play with Tiger, too. So Molinari always, always was the last one to go for whatever reason when we were when we were there. Um, whether it be on the tee box, whether it be in the fairway, whether it be putting on the green. And just, just to clarify, it was it was Molinari, Finau, and, and Tiger in the yes. same group. Okay, yes. cool. So Molinari, every time, no question about it, after Tiger had his shot or after Tiger hit it up on the green – Everybody was leaving to go to the next hole. So wow. when you're supposed to sort of stand still and just kind of hold tight, no, not from Molinari. Everybody was departing. So the entire time, it was just constant distraction. So it's got to be impossible to play with that guy. Outside of the intimidation factor alone, just yeah, the fan problem. Well, Tiger's been playing pretty good. Like this is the best. I've been paying attention, and this is the sharpest I've seen him in a long time. But he, he was... I think second at the at the British Open that Molinari won six months, six, eight months ago. So, like, I don't think Tiger just came out of nowhere, but I am very much in the boat of thinking Tiger would never, yeah. definitely never win another major. I wasn't sure Tiger would ever win another golf tournament. I kind of thought he was just washed up and over it and, like, kind of old and, and like, he looked insane, dude. Like, Maybe he'll be like Freddie Couples every now and again, make a run and just kind of show up at the Masters dude. and be in mix. But dude, when Molinari dunked it, at that point in that in that tournament, there was Bubba Johnson was there. Dustin, Bubba Watson. I'm sorry, Bubba yeah. Watson, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler. I mean, there were six to eight people that were up there tied for the lead as yeah. soon as he dunked it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a, it was, it was a brand new tournament. Take the first three and a half days out of it. You know, 9.30 a.m. on Sunday, brand new tournament. Yes. Now, Masters people who run this every year successfully, take my advice. Allow phones in there so that the... the I loved it, but I hated it because I had separation anxiety for not having my phone. Yep. But there are no electronic scoreboards. Mm-hmm. There's no way of checking to see what's going on around the course. You hear roars, but there's no TVs anywhere. You have no... It's total old school 
um, to where you know people are putting the little score up on the board. It's not automated. You know that's on purpose. I do know that's on purpose. And I think that's amazing that that bugs you. And it drives me nuts. I'm I, into that. I'm so into that. It did allow me to focus more on what's going on. It allowed the fans to interact with each other, and everybody's like, "Oh, that sounded like a Mickelson roar," or a, you know, you're just kind of guessing. Yeah. But all right, so put you on the spot. What was your favorite? What was your most memorable part of Sunday? Sitting, watching Molinari dunk it and Tiger being tied for the lead, and then us sneaking over to 16 and having the best view of that green and him hitting it and sticking it God. to make that putt and take the lead, and just the roar surrounding that, that was the most memorable moment for me. Wow. That was super, because he almost hold that. Could you imagine what would happen if he'd hold that? Forget it. I'd have done a belly flop in the water. In the water. Where were you sitting on 16? So the green is on the bottom, so everything around it is just hills. Mm-hmm. So everybody had a great viewpoint, and I bet you there was thirty thousand people around me. If that's how many people can fit, like, it's just if I went and so, if I went and looked at the shot, could I find you? Like, were you that early into sixteen, or was there a big crowd when you got there? It was a massive crowd, but when I got there, yeah. I was probably fifteen to twenty people back okay. from from the green. But it was still, you know, it was elevated. It was like Coliseum seat. I mean, sixteen's unbelievable. So I've been. I've been fortunate to go to the Masters twice, and 16 is the hole where you, you walk the course for a couple hours, you need to rest your legs a little bit. Like, you go to 16, and you just lay there, and it's just, you only can sit behind the behind the tee box and to the left, and there's some, there's some stadium, but then there's this really steep grass hill, yeah. and, like, probably not a bad seat in the house, no. and Tiger almost hold that damn shot. <laughs> Which is crazy. So did he take the lead for the first time, or did he, did he take it outright on that hole? Because I didn't, I didn't see sixteen in person. I just kind of watched it back. I don't. I, I he might have been a shot ahead. He might have birdied fifteen. Maybe I don't know. He was maybe that, sixteen. That was two up or something. That was the putt that made him go to fourteen under. Because then I think he oh. ended up parring seventeen, and then he bogeyed eighteen. That so that was his foot on the throat of yes. the competition right there. Yes, because he that I mean that shot was like to three feet. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it rolled right by the hole. Oh my gosh, dude! How crazy! What'd you think of the food? A dollar fifty pimento sandwich. Yeah. Awesome. Who cares if the pimento sandwich is good or not? It was good. It yeah, was good. of course it was good. It was good, but the chicken sandwich, the, the most expensive thing there was like this massive chicken sandwich for three bucks. I know. And I'm just like, how are these people doing this? And then I realized I'm wearing, if you can see on Facebook Live, this is my $85 master's. Yeah. The most expensive thing there is not the chicken sandwich. It's the gift. It's everything in the gift shop. Yes. But you can walk in and out of those food tents and get more food than you can carry. Yes. Plus a beer or two. Like, and you don't even break a 20. You you don't even spend a $20. Yeah. Beer's four bucks. The pimento cheese is $1.50. The ham club, whatever, is $1.50. Yeah. Bag of chips, 50 cents. Yes. Like, it's ridiculous how cheap That's this is. amazing. Um, you had said it was a little, kind of a little Myrtle Beachy going in. Was there, was there one thing that stuck out that you're like, I was not expecting that? Or like... These guys completely did this wrong. Any anything like that? Their parking situation stinks. Okay. Of course, we got out of there. They had to rush everybody. So you, you know, we left a little early on Sunday after Tiger won, um, and I use early loosely. We just didn't stay around for the jacket ceremony. But it turns out everybody had to leave because of the weather warning, and they mm-hmm. pushed everybody out the court, and they did the the jacket ceremony inside. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. I guess everybody just trying to leave at the same time. 
and you know normally it's spaced out to where people come early and go and you thought but no everybody, everybody especially not Sunday with everybody time started at one and on nine and everybody finished at the same time wow. and it's just it was it was bad traffic was bad getting out of there it took us an hour to get out of the parking lot and I wasn't expecting that okay um, but That's yeah fair. I mean That's it was I, you know what I wasn't expecting that's only two hours two and a half hours away from Charlotte you literally have two roads 77 and 20 and you're that's right a, there that's a bonus I also didn't expect to see scalpers on the side like I didn't realize you could actually if you guys want to go to the Masters on Sunday you're probably going to pay a bunch for the tickets but there are people selling tickets outside of the outside of the course. yeah I didn't know that I thought that was a really big um, no no I saw him I saw him yeah did you see John Daly in his I, RV no I didn't see that do you know where you know what I'm talking about no so I I'm almost certain because there's a Hooters right there on the main drag, <laughs> and I'm almost 100 percent certain it's in the corner of the Hooters parking lot that John Daly has this massive RV, and he's out there like selling T-shirts, smoking heaters, signing autographs. Like I saw him there, and I and I think that's his thing. Like he just sits there, and like there's a line for John Daly. Yeah. Like oh, like let's go see John Daly and buy a T-shirt and. Smoke a cigarette with him. Maybe he'll punch me in the face. And yeah, and he's there. <laughs> and I remember driving by a couple because I went maybe two or three years ago. I'm driving by. I'm like, I'm like oh crap, that's Sean Daly. And he's got like he doesn't have a mullet anymore, but he's got this insane like blonde hair. Wearing those crazy pants. Ugly ass pants that they probably don't. They probably pay him in booze at this point. Okay, K John. Wear, the, wear these shorts and I'll just I'll feed you beer all weekend. People were wearing some crazy stuff too. Like I wasn't expecting that either. Like there's a lot of people. There's a guy wearing a I forgot what the, the name of the coat was. It was like a cheddar. Mr. Cheddar was the name of this jacket it had right here. And it was basically a jacket full of just cheeses that was on it. And he was just walking around just with a crazy jacket. Everybody was wearing stuff that didn't match. It was just kind of funny. That's kind of weird. I wouldn't expect that either. You think you'd dress up to the nines more 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 likely you dress up to go to the Masters because yeah. it's kind of sophisticated and a little chic and it's got that South Carolina gentleman feel to it. Yeah. Dude, that's a... That's pretty cool. That's a great, great polo. Yeah, I'm hoping... You need a pair of croquis <laughs> and some boat shoes. Did you wear boat shoes? I didn't I wore my flip-flops. Okay. I didn't wear boat shoes. You got shoes. the boat shoes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a perfect Masters Uh-oh, what did it say? Great podcast. Who's that? Our number one fan, Donna Patterson. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. Love you. We're coming on the boat. Yeah, we're coming on the boat. We'll literally be there in an hour. (laughs) Not me, JP and Sarah. Dude, so, okay. Masters was amazing. You guys have listened to 25 minutes of us talking about the Masters. You have a kid-free night. Yes. What on God's green earth are you going to do? We are going with your wife, and don't get weird. This is PG. Nope. We are no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let, let, we're going to sleep peacefully. Anything besides falling asleep in front of Netflix at eight o'clock is an adventure. So. Yes. So we are going out on the boat. Yeah. We're gonna have dinner with my parents, um, probably prior to the boat. Then we are shuffling our way over to Old Town Public House for some trivia tonight. Mm. Tuesday night trivia. Okay. So they do a good job over there. Yeah, they do a great job. Um, And then we're just going to go home and probably go to bed at 10 o'clock and not have to give a bath to anybody or brush anybody's teeth. And we're just going to, it's going to be. Just fielding unruly demands from two girls for an hour. Yes. 
That's amazing. So, Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It's well for those of you that are tuning in that aren't in Charlotte, which is probably not likely. It's beautiful out. It's 75 degrees. Perfect day to grab your wife. Go to Mooresville. Just putt out about maybe 100 yards on the lake and just kick it to yes. some country music. What do you listen to when you're on the boat? Um, I have this mix called Paradise. It's called oh. a Paradise mix. Okay. And it's I just it's a lot of Kenny Chesney, but just because. After Jimmy Buffett, there's nobody that really gives you an island feel like, That's right. like Kenny Chesney. That's right. So or Zach Brown. So it's got a lot of Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown, Jimmy Buffett. It's just more of a hey, the sun's out. Yeah. Songs that make you want to have a drink in your hand and just relax. Are you more apt to drink Corona or PBR? No, I, I can't jump on the PBR train. That's no. just not me. Um, I'll have a couple of heady IPAs on the mm. boat, and I'll just yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I can't. I can't drink PBR. Our kids are in town, so I'm going to go get them in a little bit and feel the bunch of unruly demands. <laughs> we may go to the playground or something. It's a beautiful day out. So, um, Hey, guys, so thanks for tuning in. So hopefully next week we can get the Bonfire Brothers significant others. The Bonfire Brothers significant others. We are referring to them as the boxed wine babes. We got Bonfire <laughs> Bros hoes. Box Wine Babes, Bonfire Brothers, Significant Others, The Bond Five's Wives. Ooh, I like that. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at this point. Um, So we're going to try to get them on next week and then really just kind of start introducing guests intermittently as we continue to wildly entertain you from my kitchen. Yeah, try to provide some value. Maybe something that, hey, this is our... This guy does our yard and is absolutely incredible and we recommend him and his business to anybody Mm -hmm. who might want to... You know, just maybe try to benefit... Benefit those around us. Benefit those of. Because I, I had this ultimate goal this year of sending out a vendor list to everybody in my neighborhood, all of my friends, coworkers, families, you name it. Just say yeah. these are these are legit people that are trusted. Everybody needs a contractor list. Yep. Everybody. Absolutely. And even if they have their own, you always need to. Yep. So. Okay. Just provide some value. So that's I like what we're that. Gonna do. Entertainment and value. If we can kind of marry the two, I think we're in great shape. And IPAs. And IPAs. Want to get another one? Yeah, I'm thirsty. Okay. So thirsty. Cool. Hey, um, peace out, world. Yes. Have a great week. Have an amazing rest of spring break to everybody that's out um, kind of traveling. Please be safe. Enjoy time with your family. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. And um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye, everybody.